0: Whatever else is going on in your life right now, it is the weekend, Friday's home time. This is Bush and Ritchie on Absolute Radio. So,
1: I feel like I've been productive already today, taking our little one, Thea, to go and get her feet measured for little tiny cute shoes. Oh. Little booties. Um, and we went to Clark's on, in this kind of retail place in Basildon. It's the place to go. Uh, Mayflower, <laughs> is it called the Mayflower Shopping Centre? Something like that. Uh, anyway, the Clark Centre in there, they've got uh, one of those old school um, foot measuring devices. Do you remember them? Not the manual things. The, the manual weird old big plastic clippy bit that goes on, on the front of your foot. Uh, Thea was a very good girl. She was absolutely fine with it. But if you actually look at it, it looks like a medieval uh, item of torture. You know something they might have got a confession out of... Uh, uh, what's his name he did the Houses of Parliament? Uh, Guy Fawkes. Guy, uh, Guy Fawkes and his mates. They would have got, like, a confession out of him with one of those. And it was so weird. As she was having her feet measured on this thing earlier on, it took me right back to when I was a kid. And do you remember that kind of weird, um, cold touch of stranger's hand through your white, <laughs> toweling-socked feet as they put you into this thing and then tighten the plastic grip on the front. And then, it is the bit that really pushes you over the edge, they tape, they put that tape over the top of your foot yep. and clip you in place. yeah. Uh, and you feel like you're going to be trapped there forever if something goes horribly wrong. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know if anyone else has... Got, I'm actually sweating even thinking about this. If anyone else has got the same trauma from foot measuring items or devices from back in the school days, then maybe we need to start a self-help group.
0: Uh, I went to Clarkson Eastbourne and they had a machine. And it was like one of those things from a sci-fi movie where, like, walls closed in from either side and the back and the front. Like in Star Wars when they're trapped in the garbage compactor. Exactly that. And I, I used to think, if this doesn't stop, my feet are about to get absolutely crushed. It's horrible. As it turns out, it always stopped. And there was no fault with the Clark's measuring machine. But it did scare me. I think there's a link between... Those measuring machines,
1: walls coming in on the side, like you've just been saying there, and you know when you go and get your your, um, your blood pressure checked at the doctor's. Yes. Similar thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's talking about those old foot measuring machines. Remember those things? A little bit like medieval torture chamber uh, gizmos. You have in most shoe shops at the moment. Our daughter went on one earlier on and she was brilliant, very brave about it. Used to scare the life out of me. Were you
0: scared of these things? Uh, I definitely was. Uh, Chris is saying that we have gone back to the 80s a little bit. We, well, we definitely have because we yeah. we were both children of the 80s. But Chris says, I'm pretty sure they use an iPad now. Now, I can confirm that. Oh. Because yeah. I have had uh, I have had Rocco's done with uh, uh, with an iPad, and you would actually, in fairness, say that that is probably the kind of technology level I would expect these days, rather than the harnesses we're talking of of pre- previous times. Yeah, you think at least at least the iPad or something like that. Or yeah. I just feel
1: it's a bit. Is it a bit of a con though? It's like those running shops you go in and they make you do that stupid thing. Where you have to run across a pad on the floor, like they can work <laughs> out where your toes go or something. Uh, Chris says my wife was terrified of the metal hole in the floor version. I sounds awful i don't uh, know what that is no no
0: the, that, that's the one with the uh, that had the stuff coming in from the side that's the crushy feet Absol- one
1: crushy feet star wars thing yeah absolutely uh, so yeah watch out for those that sounds quite scary mark sadler says i learned the other day that they are actually called brannock devices never heard of that that sounds all leather and chains and oh. asylum type things isn't it Ooh, put them in the brannock device a maxi pad says i was more petrified of failing my eyesight test And I always did fail it. See, this is it. Reliving childhood traumas. The scary stare at the balloon in the distance, you get a little emission of air in your eye makes you blink type thing. cut and thrust of a Friday night on Home Time with Bush and Richie. Thank you to listener Gemma, who's just tweeted us to clarify Richie's very wayward maths from earlier on, about the £150,000 we're giving away next week. Apparently it's 136 years of you and I coming into central London and having a coffee and a donut.
0: (laughs) Not 18 million.
1: (laughs) As it appeared to be earlier on.
0: Still a lot of money, still a lot of donuts, still a lot of coffee. We're awake for a long while. I think I I got all befuddled earlier today. I've had a stressful morning. Mm -hmm. A lot of housework going on. um, And um, what annoys me more than anything else housework wise is when I'm wash- washing bed sheets. i tell you something <laughs> science needs to up its game uh-huh. on why bed sheets always make a mess of themselves in the tumble dryer. What's going on there right? You can put anything else in a tumble dryer for an hour and a half it'll come out dry. Yeah. You put one bed sheet in there hour and a half, it'll come out, it's tied itself into like a knot, and it's not dry. By kind of magic or something. What's going on there? Yeah. Yeah. Is there some kind of like a gremlin in there that's going... You think you've been productive, mate. This last 90 minutes is going to be a waste of time. This is quite this is
1: quite niche, but do you remember Sherilyn Fenn when she was in Twin Peaks? And she did a trick where she actually twisted the uh, stalk of a cherry round into a into a knot shape in her mouth. Yes. A little bit like that. It is a little bit like that. I don't that. own a tumble dryer. I've never owned a tumble dryer in my entire life, so I'm going to have to take your word for this. But that sounds like a wind-up already. I don't even own one.
0: It is a wind-up, but it only happens with bed sheets. I'm wondering whether if I put the, uh, the bedding in tied up in the first place, whether that will fool the tumble dryer and it'll be like, wait a minute, i going to have to untie this and then it might dry by the end of it. <laughs> if you have the answer, if you are scientifically minded or you work for the Tumble Dryer Corporation, uh, do get in touch. Tweet us at Absolute Radio.
1: The T- TC, I believe they're called. That's it, yes. yeah.
0: Get in touch. If there's something else that you think science needs to up its game on, you know we're the people to challenge the yeah. scientists. We're already asking them why they haven't worked out why tumble-dryers don't quite tumble-dry bed sheets properly and it all ends up in a, a tangled-up mess.
1: Well, we, we talked about it before on this show, and it's still an unanswered question. Uh, if anyone in the toaster industry, the TI, I believe they're called, uh, can answer this, I've got a toaster. We've talked about this before. Four actual slots you can put toast into. Toast slots one and two will toast fine, but you can't put anything in three and four unless there's something in one and two. And you yep. can't put one and two down just like as a surrogate pop down just so you can toast out three and four, because it knows.
0: Once again, I think this is another one of these problems where it's, they're just, it's just a wind-up.
1: I know there's a lot going on at the moment and scientists have kind of got their hands full, <laughs> yeah. but I do think it's worth keeping a perspective on
0: these are quite annoying things. <laughs> Not sure what you have planned this weekend. Uh, Not sure what you have got planned for half term. Uh, Both are looming. One quicker uh, than the other. Uh, Here's an idea. Went to Colchester Zoo recently. Mm -hmm. Had a very, very good time. A very fine zoo. It's a good zoo. So if it's close to you, uh, that's an idea. One of the things I loved about it, maybe this is the inner child in me at the age of 43 that is still screaming to get out. I love all the... When you're going past their various different uh, parts of the zoo, uh, I love all the information signs. Uh, that give you little bits of facts from the animal world. This is where
1: you and I completely differ, because I have never read any of those signs in any of the zoos.
0: Then you are missing out. I, I can st- I can never stick around and read them. All right, here's one for you. This was one I uh, saw at the lion enclosure. Uh-huh. Male lions invest little energy in hunting when they are established within a pride, but they do invest heavily in spreading their genes. When a female lion in the pride is on heat, they may mate every 15 to 30 minutes for up to four days.
1: You you did say you were up for some ideas of stuff to do this weekend.
0: (laughs) There's something going on. Here's another one. Bees have two stomachs, one for eating and another special stomach for storing nectar.
1: Ooh, that is interesting. Do you know what? I've always been a big believer of, like, even if you're full of eating normal dinner, you're having your tea and you're full... That doesn't in any way affect your ability to still have a dessert. It's a separate stomach in many ways.
0: It's a great concept. Same and as bees. I think you could be right. Yeah, it could be it. So look, I, I uh, just just for the next 15, 20 minutes, I, I think it would be great for us to open things up to your favourite animal facts. Uh, I, I love them. They, they, you know, I've just educated you. I, I genuinely feel educated. So let's let's do some more educating a bush because he doesn't read any of the things as he's going around the zoo. Your favourite animal facts. Go! That's what we've devoted this little section of the show to. Um, After I was somewhat wowed by uh, bits and bobs that I learnt uh, heading around uh, Colchester Zoo uh, the other week, Uh, get in touch with us. Your favourite animal facts. We're all going to learn stuff this afternoon, primarily Bush, because he never reads them. Who's got time
1: to stand there and read all the stuff off the the placards? (laughs) And I want to apologise at this point. I don't know if anyone else does this, but if I ever go to the zoo... I never, ever can be asked with the aviary section where all the birds are. What's the point in that? You can't really see them, can you? They can't see them, they don't do anything. They're just in trees, like, what's the point? And also, sometimes if it's inso- indoors, it's all a bit hot. It's really hot, makes your glasses steam yeah. up. <laughs> Give it a miss, but now that we're supposed to be reading stuff, I will try and make amends.
0: Nate says hippos can run faster than humans on land and swim faster than humans in water. No chance. No, it's true. That's no chance. You've Hi- seen the state of them. Hip- <laughs> hippos are the biggest killer on this planet. No, that's... I'm not having no, that. No, no, it's true. It's absolutely true. If, uh, per How? Ca- per capita, a hippo uh, uh, kills more than any other animal. I reckon 90% of
1: their killings are, are by accident.
0: They Oh, God, <laughs> mate, I'm so sorry. Just backing <laughs> into you.
1: I didn't even see... I didn't know you were there. I'm really
0: sorry. Um, oh. Grant says, Binturong poo smells of popcorn.
1: It's a made-up animal, so no idea. No, he's
0: got a picture of it here. It looks like a black fox.
1: Does it? Yeah. OK, fair enough. don't want to, re-
0: don't want to really get um, close enough to uh, find out whether Grant's right or not. It
1: does sound a bit weird, doesn't yeah. it? I've heard a fact about foxes, uh, but I, I'm not 100% sure this is true, so whether it would end up on a plaque in Colchester Zoo, I don't know. But w- whether a
0: fox ends up in a zoo, would to be honest, is another worry.
1: question. Imagine that, going to a, <laughs> yeah. 20 quid to get into a zoo and the first enclosure is a fox enclosure. Let's see
0: c- something that you can see in your backyard. Pulling Pulling someone's
1: uh, <laughs> recycling bin around. It's like, this is absolutely terrible. But uh, all the time I thought that they... are. Are fighting outside our house yep. in the night time, and you and you think, "Wow, the Fox worlds like um, 1920s New York are always like bumping each other off and fighting and stuff like that." It's not fighting; they're um
0: at it. Do you know what I mean? I think you're right because a fact that I learnt, I'm not going to say too much,
1: but this is my other bit. The the, the, the reason the noise sounds so bad is yes. because of the, uh, the the actual technicalities of that.
0: I was going to say one word, and then we'll just leave it there. Yeah, barbed.
1: Yep. There's no need for it.
0: Uh, some animal facts still pouring in, to be quite frank, um, after uh, I told you about my trip around the zoo. Uh, I was one of these real tourists that was taking pictures of placards oh, uh, with animal facts Songs. I'm like, oh wow, that's really cool. I like, Quite why I took pictures, I've no idea.
1: I, d- I think that is peak dad behaviour, you know, when you just want to kind of get <laughs> round, right, we're in, the, we're in the lizard bit, they're all hiding under rocks, this is boring. But Come on dad, get a move, I know dad wants to read all the, all the different <laughs> bits of information.
0: Peak dad. Uh, Neil says, uh, this This is is an interesting rhino one. Rhinos communicate by doing a poo. I guess that is an interesting
1: way of kind of having
0: a chat, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) also says they have very small brains. Uh, Whether those two things are linked, I'm not sure. I think
1: if their brains were bigger, they'd they'd realise the futility of what they're doing.
0: Cheryl says, boy seahorses get pregnant and give birth. I think I might have heard that one before, actually. I mean, you, you would imagine if they get pregnant, they do also do the birthing as well, but... Um...
1: Incidentally, whilst we're talking about this, this has just popped into my mind, my friend Jeffrey Duggan from school actually got his question read out on The Really Wild Show and it was, it was put to Chris Packham. Can you remember his question? His question was, and we absolutely <laughs> murdered him for this at school, <laughs> and I still literally don't let him forget about it now, uh, he asked, can kangaroos swim?
0: <laughs> what was the
1: answer?
0: I can't remember what the answer is, <laughs> But it's, it's, it's a depot animal fact. Uh, we're going to stick a song on we'll tell you
1: Bush and Richie here with your Friday afternoon hometime show. Uh,
0: this time yesterday, we were about to see how quickly it was uh, possible to eat a chocolate orange on the show. Uh, the answer was two minutes and forty seconds. Which is quite a lot less
1: than the forty-five minutes that the listener had f- phoned in about on our how much have you ever eaten in one sitting type thing the other day.
0: Hideously, on the train home yesterday evening, uh, when um, <laughs> there's a lot of chocolate orange repeating on myself, uh, I was sat there wondering, how. How many calories I'd just eaten? I think I worked out is about eight eight hundred
1: and forty calories. I never look at that stuff. You know, like earlier on, I don't look at any of the signs in zoos. <laughs> never look at the back of anything food wise.
0: Eight hundred and forty calories in two minutes forty point one four seconds.
1: Blimey, that's
0: a lot. That's good going. Nearly the record, wasn't it? What I like about this job, and it's. Um, Sometimes it's worth being reminded because, I don't know about you, Bush, but, you know, heavy is the responsibility that we wear because people listen and people copy sometimes. A called Matthew got back in touch uh, about two hours later saying, my first attempt, your move now, Richie. And he tweeted a time of 2 minutes and 27 seconds, 0.9. So he's heard the show. He's thought to himself driving home... Yeah, I'm going to give that a go. Go get yourself a Terry's chocolate orange. He's going to smash the time.
1: Let's not turn this into a chocolate orange arms race because it's not going to do any of us any favours.
0: You saw me yesterday do it. Do you think I've got a quicker time in me? I don't want to encourage you. I think you probably have, but I don't want to encourage you. (laughs) Happy weekend, everybody. Friday evening, this is Home Time with Bush and Richie on Absolute Radio. Uh, so the
1: pair of us have got back into playing six-a-side football for, uh, mm. probably since the birth of our youngest children. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years. Uh, Richie, you started a couple of weeks ago with your lot on a Monday yeah, night. scored my
0: first goal in a month uh, this week, yes.
1: Fantastic. Uh, I played my first game last night, so I dusted down my football boots, which I call the Widowmakers. And they did make some widows, four goals in my debut last night. They really which, wow. which is an amazing thing. But I ache more than I've ever ached. I'd forgotten about two things about playing football when you get over forty. First of all, um, aching the next day. Yeah. I feel almost incapacitated <laughs> by aching and I'm walking like John Wayne. And it'd be worse tomorrow. it be even thanks, brilliant. That's that's good to know as well. And secondly, not being able to sleep. Yes,
0: oh my goodness! me! I
1: was still awake at three o'clock this morning. I was thinking, am I buzzing just off the <laughs> adrenaline? Joe, you know I would love to make, and we do have a high standing green wheelie bin in our back garden. I need to get an ice bath. Yep. It works for the Premier League football players. Yep. As far as I can tell, you just fill it with cold water and a few bags of uh, I don't know, ice cubes, and then that will make me back to normal body temperature, That's I think.
0: That's the thing, yeah, and I think it's good for your muscles as well.
1: Yes, I'm,
0: gonna, I'm do you know what I'm going to do? It. If anyone else, anyone else made an ice bath,
1: or is it, you only get them at sports institutions?
0: Good question, because what I'd like to know is, how do they get out of them? All right, because if yeah. you're, you're in there with all the water, right, and you're standing in there, how do you then climb back out? Because I can understand you've got like, steps in. How do yeah. you get out?
1: I think either you give a good shout to the neighbour and see if they can reach down and pull you out of there, or maybe when you're done, just tip it over and just spill out.
0: But (laughs) (laughs) It works if you're in the, you know, the surroundings of a football training complex. But if it is your neighbour over the fence, you're saying, Bert,
1: hello,
0: help, I'm I'm stuck (laughs) in again. Oh. i tell you, something that's going to have to happen this weekend is, is going for a run. There's been a lot of food uh, based on this show this week. If you think about it, we've uh, we've tried that new flavour of crisps, yeah. uh, the sausage roll. Uh, there's been uh, all the debates about the uh, tafifis after my uh, wife destroyed that box during the duration of one show.
1: In fact, there's an entire palette of them, uh, which mate. have been kindly sent in by the people at tafifi, which we've been working our way through. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
0: there was the chocolate orange uh, the other day, uh, eaten at speed. Uh, there was calculating how many jam donuts you and I could eat over the next 15 million years or something or other. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to have to go for a run, which means I need to check the weather forecast to find out if it's going to rain this weekend because i tell you something. Mm-hmm. Nothing beats, very little beats a run in the rain. Why, why
1: is a run in the rain so good? I mean, I don't run, I don't like it, but um, uh, why, why is it good in the rain?
0: I, I think it's because um, you've got that natural coolant, which is the rain. You're gonna you are gonna sweat anyway if you go for a decent run yeah so if you've got the the rain pouring down on you two things happen either it, it kind of washes off the sweat anyway or secondly if you haven't actually put in as much effort as you think you're making oh, you're yeah. gonna come back looking like you're a sweaty mess but actually it's just rain is it ever okay when it's absolutely torrential
1: rain to just do a little pull of Radcliffe and no one's gonna know because you'll be in, you've you've got it washing over you <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who's going to know? It's all wet anyway.
0: You're quite right, uh, because the rain, as I've just said, is going to wash it. I've never looked at it that way, and I'll hold my hand up and say, I've never done that either, but you're quite right hey, once again.
1: Paul, it did all right for Paula. <laughs> She's got loads of medals now, hasn't she? Uh, I am dreading two things as my kids grow up. First one, uh, they take me to one side and tell me that one of them has decided to support Liverpool. <laughs> Uh, the other thing that could be awful down the line is that they turn around and tell me they're really into a TV show that I absolutely detest. And I'm sad to say the second one happened this morning. Go on. Uh, it's dawned on me that Thea, our youngest daughter, doesn't just like the kids' TV show Bing Bunny, but loves Bing Bunny. You hate it. I absolutely hate Bing. I, I've been moaning about it for, for months on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, at Bush on the radio, lot, I would post a lot of videos... Asking the question, why is Bing doing this? Why is Bing whining and moaning all the time? And this morning, Thea subjected me to uh, watching it and then going, bing... Bing, Bing, Bing. So I had to then put it on again, on again. We watched, I kid you not, I think we watched eight episodes of Bing back to back. <laughs> it's just the worst thing ever. And, and if anyone else is just new to this, with maybe kids coming into a certain age where they've just started to watch uh, Bing Bunny on CBeebies, uh it's just the worst programme on this planet because Bing whines non-stop. He gets all his wor- words wrong, like the Hobbit off Lord of the Rings, like um, Flop went to the shops as and all that kind of stuff, my precious. And then he's got a mate called Pando who's a pervert keeps dropping his keks every five
0: minutes (laughs) now you just said though that for your daughter you watched eight episodes back to back
1: yeah I'm twitching even thinking about it
0: so what happens if that other nightmare scenario does come true and Thea comes in one day and says aren't the mighty reds amazing
1: I'll rent her a flat and she can stay there and we'll visit her at the weekend (laughs)